Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church podcast. Check out our website at newstantonchurch.com where you can find out how to join our live stream at 901 on Sunday mornings. Now let's prepare our hearts for the word that we're about to receive. He is risen. Woo. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Day. This morning, I believe God's going to do what only God can do. Because if there is one thing, as Mike said, that we have learned from this past year, it is that as the world gets darker, the light of Christ shines brighter. Amen? He was and is and will always be our hope for today. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Jesus was not in the tomb. He defeated the powers of death and darkness and the grave, and we therefore have life in Jesus' name. We're going to begin this morning with Matthew 26, which may be kind of a, a different Easter starting point. But in Matthew 26, Jesus is gathered with his closest friends in the upper room. And they're having this very, very deep conversation around the Jewish Passover, which is the celebration of when God delivered the Jewish people from Egypt. Do you remember the story? Moses said, let my people go. The plagues, the, the sacrificial lamb, the blood on the doorposts. And as Jesus and his disciples gather around that table Jesus starts to feel the emotional burden of the cross that he is about to bear. He, he even already knows which one of his closest friends is going to betray him. I wonder, that night as he broke the bread, if there was a little tremor in his hands. I, I wonder if he lifted the cup if he had trouble keeping it in the cup. The disciples may have been confused when Jesus said, this is my body broken for you. And this is my blood shed for you. But Jesus knew exactly what that meant in that moment. He knew the torture and the agony that was to come. After the meal, Jesus leads the disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane. The, the word Gethsemane means the place oil is pressed. So we assume it was a, a garden grove of olive trees. And Jesus starts to feel the pressure even more. The time is getting closer. Jesus asks his disciples, Peter, James, and John specifically, to watch and pray. We all know that desire when things are stressful, when things aren't going well, to have someone close to us, to have a, a, a friend near when we're stressing, right? They don't even have to say anything or do anything. We just need them there. Maybe a hug or a hand on the shoulder. Matthew 26, 38. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. 
Stay here and keep watch with me. Maybe, maybe it's not a fair comparison, but there are so many people, I believe, that can identify after this past year with that overwhelmed feeling in their soul. 2020 took an emotional toll on us all in one way or another. Most of us know someone who didn't make it. We, we know people who were and are afraid. We, we know people who were stressed out and out of work. We know people that grieve because they couldn't see loved ones. In those times, we lean heavily on those closest to us, don't we? We need their presence. Let me ask you a question. Who got you through? Who watched and prayed with you in those times? In the midst of the loss of freedom and the frustration of all the limitations, somebody or some group of people got you through. For me, it was good God Almighty and all of you, the church. You got me through. Who got you through in this moment? Jesus was overwhelmed. It, it almost doesn't feel right to say it, does it? He, one gospel writer said that Jesus was sweating drops of blood. He's in agony. Matthew 26, 39. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father... If it's possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus really didn't want to face this cup of suffering. Who would? He knows what's coming. He's on his face begging God to find another way. Daddy, please. If there's any other way, like, if there's any way I don't have to face this, please. Not because he doesn't love you. Not because he hadn't done anything but the will of God up till that point. He's in agony because he knows the horror that was in front of him. So he prays, if at all possible, Please. And he ends with the phrase that we know so well, yet not my will, but your will be done. I then envision Jesus going back to where he left the disciples. You know, they, they were watching and praying with him. I, I think he wanted some support. He, they were supposed to be the ones who were there with him in that hour, maybe a hug, maybe an, a, an arm on a shoulder. And when he gets there, they're sleeping. They had one job, right? They had one job and they fell asleep. Have you ever been so disappointed in someone that you thought you could count on? 
How crazy is this? Jesus could raise the dead, heal the sick, calm a storm, but even Jesus couldn't keep these guys awake. How many of you like to be in control? Show of hands. Anybody? Oh, yeah, yeah. Lots of control freaks in the house. No, no elbows. You cannot raise somebody else's hand. Our daughter, Kelly, has an awesome T-shirt. It says, I'm not bossy. I just know what you should be doing. <laughs> now, maybe you like to be in control and you don't realize it. Maybe you're in denial. You, know, you say things like, I'm just aggressively helpful. <laughs> or maybe you say, you know, I'm just organized and I'm good at coming up with a plan. But those around you think you make coffee nervous. <laughs> As I reflect on 2020, I'm convinced that the world has not processed through the grief, frustration, and in a very real sense, the loss of control that the last year has brought on us all. I know people that expressed almost cabin fever type frustration from being told, you can't travel. You can't have the wedding you always dreamed of. You can't play sports. You can't go to your senior prom. We couldn't even eat with friends at a restaurant for a while. Lord knows we had trouble finding toilet paper. Many of us are learning that the control we thought we had over life is an illusion. I made a purchase back in December of 2020. I still don't have that item. A power outage? An ice storm in Texas? A virus can change the life we thought we had control over, and that's frustrating. Many of us are learning how to surrender the control we thought we had to God. Now, I don't think we should quietly surrender our freedoms. Some things in life are worth fighting for, but some of us have trouble surrendering our will to God's, and that's a problem. Jesus' actions after he finds his disciples sleeping, as he's wrestling with the will of God, I think contains some valuable lessons for times in life when we are wrestling with the will of God. And I'd like to, I'd like to share those with you this morning. But I want to look at this snapshot in Matthew 26, 42. He went away a second time and prayed. My father... If it's not possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. Three life lessons from this snapshot of Jesus. Number one, surrendering to God's will is allowed to be hard. Jesus, yes, Jesus went away a second and a third time and prayed over the same decision to surrender to the will of his father. Jesus wasn't being dramatic or putting on a show. These were real prayers. He, he wasn't done wrestling after the first time. 
He wasn't done wrestling after the second time. This was hard. Knowing what's coming is both good and bad, right? You ladies that uh, have had children and are going to have your second or your third child know that you get this feeling like, I can do this. I've done it before. But knowing what's coming, you also say, but that delivery thing was kind of rough because you know it's coming. Jesus was fully God and fully man. No, he had never faced crucifixion before. But because he was God, he knew what was coming. He knew what was about to happen. The sweat, the blood, the agony. Wrestling with this decision was legit. Crucifixion is one of the most agonizing ways to die. So he went away and he prayed again. God, listen, God's not upset with you. If you wrestle with him over giving up your will and choosing his. If we have to come back to God multiple times trying to surrender to his will, it's okay. Question is, what are you wrestling with? What are you trying to break free from? What do you know is God's will, but you're having a hard time choosing His over your own? In this snapshot of Jesus' relationship with the Father, I would say it's okay to struggle, but keep the communication open. Our goal should be the same as Jesus's. We, we, we need to aim at surrendering our will to the Father's. And the sooner, the better. But it's okay to struggle. I hope Jesus is returning multiple times, takes some pressure off everybody that raised their hands about liking being in control. Because surrendering your will to God's is legitimately hard. If you have tried and failed, if you have surrendered only to take it back again, try again and again and again. Never stop. Because his will is always best. Lesson number two. There will always be aspects of life that are out of your control. Maybe, maybe you're good at leading. My daughter Kelly is really good at being in control. Uh, maybe you are so good at it that people like it when you're in control. That is not a bad thing. I think sometimes people who like control get a, get a bad rap. This world needs good leaders who know how to work with people and accomplish things. Amen? Just because you're good at being in control does not mean that you are necessarily selfish or evil. Sports teams, work teams, the military, the world needs gifted leaders, and God gives the gift of leadership. Liking being in control isn't all bad. Know your strengths. In fact, in John's gospel, John paints this 
picture of Jesus ultimately being in control of his own crucifixion. Look at John 10, 18. Jesus says this about his life. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down and the authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. They're not. The soldiers, they're not taking his life from him. He is, Jesus is laying it down for you and for me. Instead of crucifixion, John kind of paints a picture of a king being anointed. He has a crown, although it's made of thorns. He's wearing a purple robe that signifies royalty. And there's a sign literally above his set head that proclaims the truth that he is the king of the Jews. And they all point to God's divine plan. Even Matthew 27, 50. And when Jesus cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. This cry from the cross. The, the word used for cry isn't like this agonizing, breathe your last. You know how the old westerns, the guy breathed his last and like kicked and moaned for like three minutes before he finally died. That is not what this is. This is more of a victory cry. Look at John 19, 30. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. You, you see the exclamation point in that? This isn't, it is finished. No, it's, it is finished. And he laid down his life on his own accord. Jesus is in control. But he still couldn't keep. His disciples awake. Remember, they had just eaten a meal. Uh, they probably had a couple glasses of wine, and it's late. Some things will always be out of your control. No matter how good of a leader you are, and some people will consistently not meet your expectations. Look at Matthew 26, 44 through 45. So he went to pray a third time, saying the same things again. Then he came to his disciples and said, go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Other people have struggles too. You are not the only person trying to surrender your will to God's. So show them grace too. Let them try again and again. Jesus gave his disciples three shots at this in one night. These men who slept and ran in fear when Jesus was arrested would ultimately, most of them, give their lives for the gospel, they came around. You know why? Because Jesus was okay with not being in control in the moment. 
When they didn't get, he didn't kick him out of his, his friend group and say, you know what? Forget you. I'm done with you. Go for it. He showed them grace. Have grace with people that are struggling to surrender to God's will around you. It's a great example. Number three, surrendering to God's will is rarely easy, but it's always good. It's rarely easy, but it's always good. My computer is acting up. Ta-da. When we try to surrender to God's will, it may not even be easy in the moment. But our God is working all things together for the good of those who love him according to his purposes. It wasn't easy for Jesus. Go back even one generation. It wasn't even easy for Jesus' mother, Mary. If you don't know the story, come back for Christmas. I'll tell you to you then. In short, Mary tells the angel the same thing that Jesus does. Look at Luke 1, 38. Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me, I'm laying, my, I'm laying what I might want down, come true. And the angel left her. It wasn't easy for Mary from the start. King Herod tried to kill her son. The family has to flee to Egypt. She and Joseph raised the perfect son. But then she has to watch as he is stripped naked and beaten for sins he did not commit. She was there when he died. God's will is rarely easy, but it's always good. It's crazy because Jesus is the one person that could have taken control in that moment. He could have called legions of angels to take him off the cross and wipe everyone out, but he didn't. And three days later, our God showed the world that he is always good. A few women go to the tomb, but the stone had been rolled away. He had risen. Our God is good. Mary got to see her son, God's son, very much alive. Why did God allow his son to go through all that pain? So that anyone, even me, even you, could call on the name of Jesus and be made new. Our God is good in Christ. He will forgive our sins. He will heal our brokenness. He will remove our shame and give us his righteousness. We don't always have the power to be in control. But we do have the power to surrender to a good God. I'm here to tell you this morning that salvation and faith is found somewhere between the if. If it's your will and the yet of Jesus' surrender. The key is surrendering our lives to Jesus. And God said there is no other way. It's not easy, but it's good. I want to close with this thought. 
So many people in our world today think there are so many different ways to get to heaven. And I want to challenge that thought this morning. If there was 50 other ways to get to heaven, and God said to his son, you know what, let's make number 51. How cruel would God be to put his son through that? If there were already all these other legitimate ways to get to heaven and to God, merciless, hateful, angry, senseless would be our God. If he killed his only son and it wasn't necessary, but it was necessary for him to redeem our sin, for him to put our sin on his son, the one and only person who could take that sacrifice and bear that burden and rise victorious from the grave. Because he lives, you and I can live. This is a day we celebrate life Life that was a gift in the way, the truth, and the life, in the person of Jesus Christ. Question is, do you know the way? Have you received him? Letting go of the control and your will to accept his son isn't always easy. It isn't always easy, but God is good, and he loves you. Will you surrender fully to him? It's okay if it takes time. Keep trying. Jesus prayed three times. It's okay. The goal is to surrender to him. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks that you are a patient and loving God. And as we fight and struggle with your will, we thank you that you show us grace. Help us to show grace, God, with those around us. And we're thankful over this past year for those who have, who have seen us through. But God, we see that as a gift from you. And we're drawn, God, to this idea that you are in control of all things. And that our brokenness can be made whole as we surrender to you. So, God, we come in faith and surrender, asking that you would give us your life, life now, God, and life eternal in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church podcast. We'd love to connect with you. So visit our website at newstantonchurch.com Follow the Get Involved tab and RSVP to our next meet and greet.